Hello again, this is Pastor Iris and we're going to um, be out and about again with Florence Sutherland. And I, I, you know, we're just going to pick up from where we were talking uh, in uh, the first part of this series about seeing Jesus as he, as he really is. First of all, we say good morning or good day or hello to everybody. And Florence, um, I know you're there because we're on virtual studio and I can see your lovely face. And how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. And hello, hello, everybody. How are you all doing? Be awful, wouldn't it? If they all shouted back, we'd be here forever. <laughs> <laughs> and we couldn't hear them. Uh, oh, what yeah. is But what, what actually came to my mind was revelation. You know, we're, we're living in end times. And I think we need to, to see just how close we are. I know nobody knows the day or time, etc., but we are told to look for the signs. Mm -hmm. um, Revelation um, chapter 1, really, verses 12 through 16 is where this one comes from. When John was on the Isle of Patmos, this is about seeing Jesus as he really is. And when he had, had this vision of Jesus at that time, so John was there because he was a Christian, that was all. And at that time, Christians were going through a time of severe persecution. In chapter 1, verse 9, Paul, John tells us he is there because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. It was a prison island, a place of back-breaking labor and intense suffering. It was in those circumstances that John heard a loud voice turned around and he saw Jesus. We may not be in such a dire situation um, because we're, we, we are not isolated or suffering for our faith at this time. Some countries they are, let's remember that. But we can be so involved with everyday life and its responsibility that we lose sight of Jesus so let's, even though our love is there, we, we believe, we just lose sight of him. So let's look to him right now and see him as John saw him. First mm. of all, he was dressed in a robe down to his feet. He was stripped at the cross, but now he is clothed in glory. He is the King of Kings. He is the one who lifts us up to sit with him in heavenly places. His hair as white as wool. Well, his hair was plucked out and his beard was torn from his face. But now he's glorious. Proverbs 16 verse um, 29 says that the silver-haired head is a crown of glory. It speaks of wisdom. Do we need wisdom in any situation, I wonder? I think we need wisdom all of the time in everything. Jesus is in our lives is the power of God and the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 24. And let's have a look at his eyes. His eyes as a flame of fire. He watched the widow put all she had in the offering. He looked at Peter and his look gave Peter hope and forgiveness. 
the word of the Lord to you today is I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my eye. That's Psalm 32, verse 8. And what about his feet? His feet, this is what John saw, were like fine brass. These are the feet that were nailed to the cross. These are the feet that speak of victory for you and for me. He walked in love and, and he walked in power. They speak of our spiritual walk, but anyone who says they abide in him should walk as he walked. 1 John verse 26. And what about his beautiful voice? It was like the sound of many waters. Even the temple officers had to report that no man ever spoke like this man. John 7 verse 46. His voice stilled the storm and his voice brought Lazarus out of the grave. Yes, turn your eyes upon Jesus. He lifts you up. He speaks wisdom into your life. He's your counsellor and he is your victory and he is the one who speaks words of assurance and blessing into every situation. Be blessed and ready for that day when every eye shall see him. Well, I think that's a beautiful example of what Jesus is going to look like when he had been in devastation on that cross that makes us realise that we will change too in much the same, similar way. Mm. Isn't that? Isn't that yes. amazing? We're yes. getting more beautiful than we are now, Florence. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah. Glory to God. I love the restoration of his body. Yeah. And uh, um, it speaks of the restoration that we too are going to experience when, when we get to heaven. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I, I also uh, wonder whether it also speaks of our daily restoration as we daily walk with him, you know, and because Psalm 23 talks about uh, the Lord being our shepherd and him making us to lie down by the quiet waters, you know, to rest, you know, in quietness, regardless of what is going on, you know, for, for us to surrender ourselves to that, to that practice of restoration so we can experience the restoration that Christ has for us. Yes, yeah, I think you're actually right. Mm. It's a hard one to follow, isn't it? You know, you think, golly, oh, it yeah. takes your breath away. But it was like um, the time just after his resurrection there, before he ascended into heaven, that he was seen by hundreds of people, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. People didn't recognize him, but they recognized his voice. And I thought, well, um. That, that in itself is amazing. That says enough. You know, they, they didn't see him as we are describing here. So there is a transformation involved, isn't there? Yes, yes.
Yes, you know, but what is so interesting is that uh, <coughs> John is looking at the, the re resurrected Christ and the transformation that has taken place and, and all the things that have changed. And you, you mentioned there how his pierced feet are now feet of bronze, how his head is now a silver head. <coughs> Pardon me. You know, and, and and his voice, the sound of mighty waters, you know, that strikes me, you know. Do you think that uh, that is why as Christians, we must speak? Is it possible that our voices have a peculiar sound in the spiritual realm when we release it. Well, I Just certainly do. <laughs> I certainly do. <laughs> this is interesting. Mm -mm. Yes, because if if you if 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 you remember, was it in Matthew where <clears throat> he instructs his disciples and says to them. Speak to this mountain and it shall move. Absolutely. You know, just hearing how his voice sounds and we being his children in whom he lives. Is it just possible? Yes. That our voices sound very powerful when we speak into the spiritual realm yeah. and when we shout you know that when we when we do is it the yada somebody was talking about praise a shout of praise and and the power of that shout which which brought the 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 walls of jerusalem um, Jericho, rather, rather the walls of Jericho to the ground. It was that big shout. Yes, yes. But there was something, it was spiritual, wasn't it? Because they had to walk first, walk yeah. it seven times. And that, yeah. that, that, is, that is what is so, it didn't just go up and shout at it. No. They, they performed a, a complete ceremony there. Yeah, they didn't they? They did. They they walked in they walked in in obedience. They did what they were told. You know, walking around the wall. That's a long way around. I know, and people watching, and pointing, and laughing. But they walked, and they continued to walk. And they believed in what God had said. And you're right. So that when they shouted, it wasn't it wasn't targeted, it wasn't random, it was a shout that had been uh, made out of obedience to God, and the preparation for that shout had been had been in place. That's right. 
and it becomes it, it, it created a force a minefield if you like mm -hmm. of, of sheer force and energy yes put the wall down. yes yes but we also know that uh, um the things we speak um are very powerful and a lot of the times what we prophesy uh over ourselves over our children and over situations does happen well they say you know, um everything is in in, in the tongue don't they the they say that yeah the, yeah, yeah. Say life is in the power, life, the, life and death is in the power of the tongue. The Bible says. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And when people are cursing their children by constantly putting them down, that is just it's soul destroying. They don't realize. Parents don't realize. They keep telling your child they're stupid. If they could one day grow up stupid or certainly with a complex thinking that they're stupid and it's it's, it's absolutely destroying but perhaps it would it better to come back to genesis and explain that because god created the world with a spoken word let there be amen and if if god can create the world with three words <laughs> It has to be that when we speak something out, it is creative and it's going somewhere to happen. Yes, 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 absolutely. You know, I, I, it feels like we digress a bit, but it's just the way John describes the the, the power of his voice. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, we were talking about if his voice is so powerful and he lives in us, we need to be mindful that we too have a very powerful voice and that we need to be mindful that uh, life and death is in the power of our tongue because Jesus lives in us. Absolutely. And, and yes, like you say, creation was just by the power of the word. Let yeah. there be, and there was. So we need to be careful what, what we speak out there and know that what we speak is creative. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I needed to say that just to sort of clarify it in my mind. Which is I, I it's yeah. so necessary because people don't realize when God also says that he doesn't withhold the request of our lips. And so if we want something, we have to come and talk to him about it and ask him about it create it and then believe that we've got it you the know, request of our lips yeah. and then you then you confirm it by saying it is mine it is coming it's on its way you know and whatever because it, yeah that's the railroad that drives it to you amen 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 but i also think that uh uh when we speak the opening of our ears allows that word to enter back into our minds and descend into our hearts 
yeah. and create either fear or faith or courage or whatever it is that we speak. Yeah, that's true. We hear it. And our whole psyche responds to what it hears, even if it's coming from our mouth. That's right. That's right. So in this day of COVID, we need to be very careful what we speak into the atmosphere. That's right. But we can also combat COVID because COVID as a virus actually finished in July. Mm. The actual virus died. The rest, oh. of, the rest of we were saying earlier is fear driven. And it's fear driven to bring down the economy of every country. Um, something that I, I came, I get a lot of things sent across my path. And just a couple of days ago, like yesterday, actually, I got something else um, late last night. No, sorry, late the night before, because I stayed up to, to deal with it. And um, it, because it will be taken down from the internet, because these things always are. Now, some of them are controversial. Some of them are more a play of the enemy against those trying to speak up, which is Christians. Mm. And then they're getting tagged with all sorts of things, and this is wrong and that's wrong. And, and, and the enemy then comes out with all the lies and people believe the lies because they're so plausible. And the point I'm making is that if Christians don't use this correctly, the tongue, it can bring them a lot of hardship and despair, such as when you go to the doctor mm. and you've got this report. And, and I say to my doctor, I've had a lot of this this year. I've had a lot of MRIs on the brain, on my neck, uh, on, on, on my torso. I mean, I've had a lot. And I just and I just say to the doctor, you're not putting that on on my um, record. Well, when I went back earlier this year, was it might have been towards the end of last year, um, I went in to, and I saw the same nurse I'd had the uh, what do they call it, a colonoscopy with, mm. and she had on on she found on my notes that it had been written I had. I don't even, I can't even recall the name of the disease, something or other disease. So I said to her, what? So she said, Edward's disease or something like that. So I said, what are you talking about? What is that? She said, I don't know. She said, I have to go and look it up on the internet. Oh, in actual fact, she phoned me to tell me. And I thought, that's strange. Got a nurse here who's telling me I've got something I've never heard of and don't know about, and yet she doesn't know what it is. She's going to have to look it up on the internet. Mm. So I just said to her, well, whatever it is, don't put it on my records because I don't have it and I don't want it. So with that, when I came in the into the hospital for the appointment, to the checkup, sure enough, she pointed it out that this was written. Oh, I said to her, about this phone call that I had got because I recognized her voice. And she thought it wasn't me, but she looked at the records and she said, it's written here. I said, is it? And she showed me, I said, right, take it out. And I made her scrub it out on my records, nothing to do with me whatsoever. And I thought that's really strange, but that's how the enemy feeds you that you've got cancer. 
and this is—it's got you've got this and you've got that. All the symptoms might point to it, but if we don't stand against those things right at the beginning and, and rebuke them, we could surely end up getting them. I know it doesn't always happen in every case, but the thing is not to doubt, not to doubt. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Very much the same with COVID. But um, it's really a cry from the heart that God's looking for, isn't mm -hmm. it? It's not what comes out of a person's mouth through everybody else. It's what comes out of your mouth to him. And um, there's something here in Psalm 61, verse 12, which I love this one. It just says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And um, Moses is the first person recorded in the Bible to call God the rock or a mm -hmm. rock. After leading the children of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness, and the time has come for, um, for him to um, say farewell, he reminds them of, of all that God has done of them in delivering them from Egypt. And then he sings a song of praise. That includes the words, For I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. But all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice, God, good and righteous and upright is he. Sounds like a famous hymn to me. Mm -hmm. And that was written in, in Deuteron uh, Deuteronomy 32, verses 2 to 4. Mm. The other reference to rock to God as a rock is in 1 Samuel 2 too. So it's not a, not a recent thing. It's not a New, a New Testament thing. After many years of longing and in answer to prayer, God had blessed Hannah with a son, and she too sees God as a rock. No Amen. one is holy like the, the Lord, for there is none besides him. There, sorry, there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. And that's yeah. where we stand today, isn't it, Florence? On that rock. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah 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 he, he is everything isn't he he is justice so everything and we have to trust we just have to trust we have nowhere else to turn that's right apart from the rock you know um that famous hymn said the all other ground is sinking sand yeah that's right and i think moses recognized that and Hannah recognized that. Mm. Um, and I think we too, in this time of COVID, we too, like Hannah, need to recognize that the Lord alone is our safest place. That's right. That's right. Mm. And I think also Psalm 27, verse 5 sums it up really well because he says, in this one, Many times in my life, uh, this is, you know, just the writer of this saying that they'd had moments when their heart had been overwhelmed. And, but like David, they found a place of security and hope in the promise that in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He mm. shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And Amen. Then, 
Psalm 27, verse 5. Mm. Because today in Christ, we have a sure, firm and eternal foundation. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, a, yeah. we have about three or four minutes before we go off the air. Mm. Um, uh, you know, I, I just think one more verse from Psalm 27, verse 5. In the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. Amen. He shall hide me, he shall set me high upon a rock. Amen. That means we come right up under God's wing, because he mm. is the highest rock. Amen. 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 Mm. Well, it's unbelievable to think that this last session has gone this quickly. I know, they always do. <laughs> I know, but that was quick so, quick, goodness so, so quickly. Yeah. I do. Wow. You know, you're reading uh, so much from the Psalms uh, this morning and all the promises that are found in the Psalms. You know, just leaves me thinking maybe during this second lockdown, uh, we could possibly live in the Psalms. Yes. Maybe go back and just spend time in the Psalms and hear the encouragement that is there, the, 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 the exhortation to trust in God and to hide in God, to lean on God, to trust God. It's yeah. all in there, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And, and especially at night when most yeah. people get troubled. Yeah. Things to do to read half an hour before you go to bed, just the, the Psalms. Yeah. I know. I Wonderful. Woke, I woke up the other night, Florence, something disturbed me. And, and I felt I, my heart was going, you know, well, I hope it was going, but, you know, it felt a little bit fluttery. Yes. Um, so, you know, when you get, when you're scared, something scares you. Mm. I suddenly woke up and I hadn't been dreaming. And uh, and I just started to 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 speak Psalm ninety one. Mm. I just fell back to sleep again. Wow, that that's the psalm I had in, in in mind actually when I was talking about living in the psalms. But do you know, even uh, for guidance, is someone um, you know, is it someone that says? Uh, blessed is the man who does not walk in the, uh, in the path of the wicked. But let me see if I can find it. Because I think it's really a good sum that uh, we can uh, look at. Um, I'm just looking for it. Look this way. Your, your microphone is drifting off. Look this way. <laughs> yes, Dina, I, I think I would like to read this one. I know we don't have much time left, but, but it's someone and it says, how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Amen. In these difficult times, please be careful whose counsel you seek, whose teaching you sit under. Make sure that uh, their counsel is not wicked, but it is of the Lord. You know, it says, uh, no stand in the path of 
sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. In these last days, we are going to find a lot of people are going to scoff. That's very true. They're going to scoff at the word of God. They're going to scoff about the truth of God. They are going to even scoff about our testimonies and the salvation. But the Lord says, we should not stand in their path. We should not sit in their path. These are the days when we are going to be very careful about the company we keep. It's not that we shouldn't be mixing with others, but I think it's just being wise about what we take on board and what we need to actually politely say, you know what, I'm going to leave that there. I'm not going to take it with me without actually being rude, but firmly uh, choosing what we hear and what we don't hear, you know. And, and then verse two, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. So as we leave you today, our prayer is that your delight will be in the law of the Lord. You know, and that you will find the grace to meditate on the law of the Lord, just like Reverend Iris was talking about. All the verses that she was bringing in today are verses that are lodged in her heart and in her mind because she has meditated on them. She has spent time with them and she has visited them. So our prayer as we leave you is that you have space to meditate on the law of the Lord, to find delight, comfort, encouragement, and peace in the law of the Lord, because that is where our hope is. Then there is a promise in there, in verse three, and it says, um, and he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in a season and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. Amen. May that be true of us as we meditate uh, on his word and as we avoid uh, the scoffers and the wicked. That's in right. this season. That's right, even, even on this period of lockdown, it's not mm -hmm. wasted. This is a time where you don't have to worry about those things except within your own home and what you listen to and watch on television. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just be mindful of that one because it's so important. And so lockdown won't be entirely wasted for you. Mm -hmm. It will come through and you'll come through with a blessing. If you set your heart on it, you will. Well, we've got to say goodbye Florence again, haven't we? Oh dear. Oh well, we'll be back again, won't we? We will, we will be back. Yeah, yeah. And so goodbye for now. Goodbye for now. And God bless you. Stay strong. We bless you with his goodness, Amen. his mercy, and his love in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bye bye, everybody. God bless you.